Welcome to the No More Late Fees podcast. I'm Danielle. And I'm Jackie. And we're just two best friends and ex-Blockbuster employees re-watching some of the best and worst movies from the late 90s and early 2000s. This week, we continue our bonus episodes as we support the WGA and SAG after strikes. We're excited to have our pal Simone back to join us as we discuss the MTV Video Music Awards, aka the VMAs. Welcome, Simone. Hey, y'all. Happy to be here. We're We're so happy to have you back. We are. (laughs) But before we dive in, let's get into some housekeeping. You were so sync in that. Were we? Yes, Good job. (laughs) (laughs) If you love the podcast and you want to support us, here are a few ways that you can. You can write us a review because it actually helps us get more listeners. So make sure you head on over to Apple, Spotify, Podchasers, iHeartRadio, Good Pods, or your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review or rate us. And we will be very thankful. And and if you'd like to give us a one-time donation, head on over to ko-fi.com slash no more late fees. Let's get into it. It all started in 1984. Jackie and I were two. (laughs) Ronald Reagan was president. Trash. Trash. (laughs) Times Square was a neon-shrouded dump. Prostitutes, hookers, drugs, you name it. And MTV invaded Radio City Music Hall for the first ever Video Music Awards. Madonna took the stage in a lacy wedding gown to sing about virginity. Michael Jackson nabbed three moon men for Thriller, as he should. And well, pop culture was never the same again. We're going to kick things off with 1995. We're going to talk through 95 to 2005 and all the award shows in between. The host was Dennis Miller, fresh off of SNL. He was at uh, in New York City, Radio City, uh, Music Hall. And there was a lot of big players. We have Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson collabing for the first time for their music video Scream, which was just I don't know how much that video cost to make, but it was, it looked expensive. Okay. It did. <laughs> it, it had a lot of visual effects, a lot of that dance break. Oh my God. So good. As I said before, it literally made me piss my pants. I was so excited, giddy, <laughs> even because these two. The fact that they're siblings is one thing, you know, like having such a talented ass family is crazy to me. But the fact that Michael Jackson is who Michael Jackson is Mm -hmm. and that Janet Jackson was able to carve out her own lane. And then two of them, especially before Michael passed, were able to do this video together and, and make a song. I don't know what took them so long. I think Janet really wanted to make her own name Mm -hmm. before doing something with Michael, but this is when it cemented that she was iconic on her own and she was she felt good enough for the two of them to like come together and boy did they that mm-hmm. definitely a great video scream is listed as the most expensive music video ever made then and then adjusted for inflation hell yeah so even still to this day mm-hmm. i think so wow yeah. 
who directed it, Jackie? Do you know? Was Mark it Hype Williams? Rumenek? Oh, Mark Rumenek. Okay. Yep. I don't know who that is. I don't know either. So not only did they win three moon men for Scream, Michael performed for over 15 minutes. Like when you think about that from an award show standpoint now, like it's unheard of. We don't see stuff like that anymore. Yeah, I sure. don't think they would let anyone else do that except maybe Beyonce. But 15 minutes with yeah. Slash from Guns N' Roses. That's a yeah. like Super Bowl halftime show. Which he started. Did he? Michael Jackson, yes. Michael Jackson was the very first person to perform the iconic halftime show. He started it. Before that, they never really had anything. Fascinating. You know, he be that boy. (laughs) (laughs) So notable things from 95... Courtney Love was a hot fucking mess. She, during the pre-show, Madonna was being interviewed by Kurt Loder. And Courtney Love was just, like, down below checking her makeup. Her compact. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And then Kurt Loder's like, let's get her up here. And Madonna's like, let's not. But (laughs) Kurt Loder later said that he had production in his ear saying, like, you need to get her up with Madonna. Yeah, Madonna was not a fan and mm-hmm. i think courtney had like tried to interact with her before also like this has to be the most posh version of madonna i like we had yes. seen up to this point fully covered fully dressed right because she was in that like transitional phase yeah right a hundred percent i don't believe she performed at this show but she did win an award for i don't remember what the award was or maybe it wasn't. I don't one. think she won an award. She no, yeah, she, she did. She she had to have because George Clooney George Clooney presented. presented it to her. Yeah, which is also a very interesting moment because when she goes to like kiss him on the cheek, he literally moves his entire head <laughs> to avoid her. She looks a little flustered, but she kind of says, "Okay, well, I guess this is as close as I'm going to get to George Clooney." Again, I want to know why that happened. Like George, tell me. I know you listen, so <laughs> let us know. <laughs> or BFF George Clooney listening to all of our episodes. <laughs> and Courtney also did perform with her band Hole. They performed their mm-hmm. song Violet. This is their first performance since Kurt Cobain passed away. It's also the first time that they performed since their band bassist Kristen Piaf died in 94 so they dedicated their performance to both of them and a few other people that were close to them that passed away Mm -hmm. oh and my 95 was my first introduction to the vmas that i can remember and tlc performed a medley from crazy sexy cool and it is today like to this day my favorite vmas performance it was you get a room what is it your favorite? I, yeah. Oh, well, I guess we know. There won't be any suspense later when we go over performances. Oh, well, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I was telling you guys earlier that watching some of these performances, but watching TLC made me remember how much like I really love them. Yeah. And crazy, sexy, cool, top tier. Still to this day, want to recreate that pajama situation. I did see that Tarjay has those silky pajamas mm-hmm. 
for sale and I, I need to get it. Okay. <laughs> I need it. And I need a, a fan and we're going to do this. I don't think I've owned silk pajamas since 97 or 98 when I owned a pair from limited Two that were a recall because they were flammable. <laughs> I was so, oh man, so tragic. Cause they were my favorite pair of PJs and my mom's like, sorry, you can't wear these anymore. You will catch on fire. I'm like, it's worth it. Please. I love these. I think those and the, the pajamas with the white clouds on them, those were yes. like the ones that we we needed to have in yeah. the 90s. So healing my inner child, I will go to Target and get some yes. silk pages. <laughs> yes. Everyone should do it. Weezer was also memorable at this awards mm-hmm. season because th- this was like kind of mainstream's introduction to them. They mm-hmm. had their Buddy Holly music video. It was iconic because they had the cast or they did some cgi where it was like the cast of that show from the 60s with the man with the leather jacket henry winkler hey hey uh (laughs) love that video still to this day that's a good one but they didn't win the big prize that went to tlc for video of the year waterfalls and they deserved it The, the storytelling of that video which was already, you know, you got that from the the song itself, but they it just elevated it, and so they won best group video, best R and B video, best of the viewers choice award, and they beat out Green Day for Basket Case, Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson for Scream, and again Buddy Holly from Weezer, but TLC became the first African American act to win the video of the year, which is crazy because this award had been a award show had been around for ten years already, and that was huge okay moving on down to 1996 we have dennis miller as a host again two times in a row i think he's the only one in in this these time periods that we're doing that did it consecutively Hmm. um we're still in new york radio city and alanis morissette is on on our screens on fire this year yeah with ironic I, I'm thinking you ought to know might have been the year before. And ironic is her playing multiple personalities in the car. I love how she, you know, all of her characters are very distinct. Mm-hmm. So she won three out of six nominations for her video, ironic. Who else do we have? It was also tying her in terms of nominations with Bjork who also received six nominations, but her video for It's Oh So Quiet only took the Moon Man for best choreography that year. So we all know that I was a tap star growing up. (laughs) And this song was like, every dance recital people were trying to do this song. Uh, I I, I believe it must be a remake, but I I don't know if I, I feel that way because of the video itself. It was giving very old Hollywood Mm-hmm. vibes i misunderstood bjork because of this video i thought oh i like her i like her music her sound because i love the song i was wrong not that i don't like her but it was her vibe totally different than this video if this was your introduction you were confused later yeah 
And then of course we put this one on for Jackie. Who who was there, Jackie? Who was there? Coolio won three Moon Men. Gangster's Paradise won two out of its three nominations. And one, two, three, four, something new won one out of its two nominations. So he had five noms altogether. Yeah. This is a big year for him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The Foo Fighters as well. Big Me. I I really love that video. It's, Mm -hmm. what do you call it? A spoof. Thank on you. Mentos or the Mentos commercials that were yes. popular during that time. And I just remember thinking, hey, that's that drummer. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't I had no idea Dave Grohl could sing, you know? Mm-hmm. And then no doubt didn't play the big show, but they played the pre-show. What was the song that they played again? Spiderwebs. Yes. Not the not the the one with not the spaghetti. The spaghetti. No, not Sunday morning. I, I do not like spaghetti. Danielle is triggered by the Sunday morning. I am. <laughs> like yeah. when they start like I can't like I felt that because I saw the spaghetti. So I'm sure Jackie just got an amazing gif of my eyes bulging out. <laughs> <laughs> Add it to on. But things weren't all copacetic. We mm. had some feuding going on. Mm. The Gallagher brothers were up to their same bullshit, but this was the first time that like maybe we as an audience were seeing this stuff. So they were feuding literally on stage as they were performing. <laughs> it's crazy. I've never was seen this, Was this the year that Oasis was like we're bigger than the Beatles or we're bigger than Jesus or something like Probably. that? Probably. Yeah. Well, I think we're bigger than Jesus was actually John Lennon said that from the Beatles, but I think they right. said they're bigger we're than bigger than the Beatles, which yeah. then would insinuate you're that right. they're bigger than <laughs> crazy. Yes, they said it in a 1996 MTV interview. Yeah. Nuts. That's nuts. That's a lot of confidence. That's bold. It is. That's good. I'm sure I'm surprised their balls aren't just dragging on the floor. They're so big. <laughs> <laughs> They weren't the only ones feuding. Van Halen were at it as well. The original four members of Van Halen received a 22nd standing ovation because they made us all think they were reuniting Mm. for a album tour, whatnot. It was their first public appearance together because as we know, David Lee Roth left the band, got kicked out, not really sure. Didn't really look into that. Not sure it was not amicable maybe it was not it was a bad breakup y'all and then later on when they didn't actually reunite for an album or tour people were pissed as they should be and david came out and said that he was hoodwinked hoodwinked bamboozled into (laughs) the scenario I too let us stray. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we need to go to Firefest part. <laughs> it's worth the risk for me. A ham and cheese sandwich in a styrofoam container. <laughs> Have no place to live. <laughs> but the big winners of the night were the Smashing Pumpkins for their video tonight. Tonight. I still see that moon in my dreams. Other awards that that video won were Breakthrough Video, Best Direction, Best Art Direction, Best Cinematography, Best Special Effects. And they won out against Bone, Dugs, and Harmony for The Crossroads. Criminal. Okay. 
I mean, See I think the crossroads. There are bigger upsets that I'm upset about, but Bone Thug should have gotten something for the some award. Yeah, I said I'm gonna summon somebody. I said I'm gonna summon somebody. Oh, <laughs> that's how I used to sing it. I still sing it to that day. Don't know a Excellent. damn word. I thoroughly enjoyed and then that. you get to the bridge. I see you at the crossroads. I, I knew that part, <laughs> but everything else, I didn't know shit. That's all right. Y'all, y'all are the same. They, <laughs> Foo Fighters, Big Me lost out, and Elena Morissette. Ironic. Mm-hmm. And this was the final appearance of Tupac yes. before his murder. And a notable performance for me was the foodies performed a medley and it is wonderful and you can find it on YouTube and I highly recommend you go and look it up because it just gives you all the feels. I was singing along. I thought I was Lauren Hill for a second. (laughs) (laughs) And just a note, I watched a YouTube channel Hugo Henderson is the guy that does them, and he does recaps of all of the VMAs, except for he didn't have 1996, but all the other ones, and they're very well put together and edited, and his commentary is really funny, so I highly recommend you go check that out if you want a deeper dive. (laughs) with visuals uh, but back to the fujis <laughs> yes jackie let me know that they're reuniting and going on tour again and i will not be buying a goddamn ticket lauren hill will not see my money <laughs> unreliable is what her name should be i love her to death but have it like think about it think really hard We've had one hit wonders, right? Mm-hmm. But have we ever seen an artist as talented as Lauren Hill make literally one of the best albums of our time? Drop it, win multiple awards, Grammys, everything. It's multi-platinum, diamond, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then fucking nothing a few sprinkles of some stuff and then she she has performances and doesn't fucking show up on time like hours hours late didn't she also run into some money trouble yes tax evasion issues i believe but that goes back to what we were talking about how our economy class that we're going to make (laughs) (laughs) they need to educate these these stars who are very talented and trust probably the wrong people you know i feel like we're um, getting a little bit of an education with taylor swift with that just not with like her versions of things yeah not owning the rights to your own music and so now she's just releasing her own yeah yes because she has rich daddy to help her (laughs) true but i also just saw the tina turner musical it came in through Broadway SF and it just, it's called Tina. And it's so great if you ever get the chance, if it ever goes through your towns. I learned a lot about Tina Turner. Of course, I knew about like Ike and Tina Turner, but mm-hmm. not so much. And this is like totally on me about the earlier history, who she came to be, her original name of Adame or Anime. Anime. And, anime. anime ate the cake. Yes. <laughs> and she, <laughs> eat the cake cake anime anime. eat the cake and so 
they definitely touched up on that in the musical about how she was not she never saw like a dime of her own money of music that she produced with Ike because Ike was the main Mm -hmm. person under Mm -hmm. that contract and so for years had to be like locked into this terrible situation of an abuser and a situation that she might not have been able to like easily get out of yeah that it wasn't until she was in her 40s to be independent and to kind of reproduce and rebrand herself as a solo artist and finally be able to recuperate the millions of dollars that she was most likely owed all of those years and it's really sad I mean like obviously that situation was with Ike but this happened so much to so many Mm -hmm. acts when it came to the managers the record the labels a lot of the labels even though they didn't have a damn thing to do about these songs would own the rights to these songs totally Um, we all know Lou Pearlman was like the sixth member of like Backstreet Backstreet Boys Boys. and yeah so it it happens a lot and it happened a lot it happens to everyone Mm. in the industry I really think you have to read and I think that goes to all of us read contracts. Don't try, like, even if you get a lawyer, you should still read it. Like, mm-hmm. it's a little complicated, but you have Google. Hell, we have ChatGPT. <laughs> you could throw it in there and it will, and you can ask it, like, what are some of the things I should watch out for? I mean, you should still read it, but like, if you're confused, mm-hmm. um, there are resources. And if you have a lawyer, you should have three lawyers, one to look at the other ones, you know? Good I'm point. just saying like you you got to watch your money because that industry is just gross. Yep. And that's the lesson for today. Moving on to 97. <laughs> We're still in New York City and Chris Rock is the host now, another SNL alum. And he is kind of ruthless the way that he is with the <laughs> it's- It was really interesting watching Chris Rock host because he brought up a point that was incredibly valid, which is Will Smith won every single category he was nominated just about for years. And he he was up against stiff competition that should have won out, but Will Smith was the golden child. And so Chris Rock would joke about it, but it was very on the snarky side Mm. I'm like, oh, this this beef had been brewing for a long time, decades. Yeah. And some people I I didn't, you know, if you guys want me to do a timeline, you know, I can. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I can definitely dig deep into it. But I believe that it some people even say that it started because like he tried to like hit on Jada or something. Who knows? But there's definitely some issue there. And it could just be jealousy too, or mm-hmm. maybe like roles that he wanted. Who knows what, what's going on there? But we we know what happens. Tragic. That we see that Pat Smear announces like in the middle of a performance with Foo Fighters that he is leaving the band, but he does present his replacement. So you could see that like they planned it. Franz Stahl, who had actually been a member of another band with Dave Grohl, which is called Scream. So I, I think Pat is back though, right? Or he did perform when they did the tribute to Taylor. 
I think he sure. was there. <laughs> I'm sure he was. <laughs> yeah. We also get when Fiona Apple is accepting her award, she unleashed an expletive lace tirade, including such gems as this world is bullshit. How wrong, Fiona. And <laughs> quoting Maya Angelou saying, go with yourself. Chris Rock then had some quips of his own in, in <laughs> response to that tirade. Um, This just like unlocked a memory that one of my crushes that I didn't talk about was David Blaine. What? Which, yes. I <laughs> liked that creeperzoid. He um, was creepy. <laughs> he, was, he was very creepy. So... I now know that I very much like pretty boys, but then there's like a small segment of weirdos. Like, and sometimes they coincide. They're weird, but and pretty boys, but I also like like weird, creepy. Ooh. <laughs> I'm a magician kind of weird guy. Interesting. <laughs> like street magic. Yeah. Street magic. <laughs> Not and- Chris Angel though, but David Blaine. Well, Chris Angel was just more about like body gore. Like, do you want to see me like hang myself from like my skin (laughs) suspended over a bridge for two hours? But he also did like other practical magic stuff too. But or like, oh, let me like cut open my tongue and then like you'll see it heal. But David Blaine, I forget, was it Dave Chappelle that roasted yes, David yes. Blaine? He did like a from him where he would just like pop up behind people and do a skit. <laughs> oh man, that was so good. That's a oh. wild card of a pull for I know. <laughs> I, I feel like it's a safe space. I just had to let you ladies know I totally forgot about him. <laughs> <laughs> we can we definitely could probably do a part two of our crushes because we did miss uh, like I think we did more childhood and we didn't do yeah. like our high school like teenage years or like as college much. years yeah yeah, yeah. oh that's mm. the title of it childhood, childhood crushes, crushes. The college years yeah <laughs> <laughs> we also had Marilyn Manson perform the song the beautiful people as the the finale <sighs> trash yeah that's another sub subgenre of creepy mm. yes or as, as I like to say, the early days of like, he looks like he shops at Hot Topic, but how Hot <laughs> Topic looked like in the early days and not what Hot Topic looks like now. Yes. yes. I can go into Hot Topic now and get a Care Bear shirt. I don't think <laughs> I could get that back then. No, it was like bras made of safety pins. Like (laughs) I needed parental permission to go inside of Hot Topic (laughs) early on. We definitely are going to deep dive in that. I know an episode we want to do is the mall. So yes. (gasps) Yes. My favorite place. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We also get performances uh, from Puff Daddy and his whole crew um, as a tribute to Biggie Smalls with even sting who as we all know missing you is a straight up ripoff of his song Mm -hmm. um but don't fret he got all the royalties to it because p diddy was just not in the right mindset to get permission question mark i don't know so yeah he pocketed all that money and that song was everywhere and it continues to be like i think songs that are made that could be for weddings graduations yes. and yeah. unfortunately deaths 
keeps rolling in. So, well, and on that line, Jackie, you had a really interesting fact about the longest running single. One Sweet Day by Mariah Carey and Boys to Men had the record for the longest number one streak until Old Town Road by Sir Billy And One Sweet Day (laughs) is also like a tribute song. Yes. Correct? Okay. Yeah. 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 I think Nas X put his foot in that one. (laughs) <laughs> he did and i don't blame him for it because i adore him the spice girls were at the vmas they had like black things on their arms i can't mm-hmm. remember what they're called insult you know like in remembrance of princess diana after she yes. passed now that whole thing was devastating and elton yeah. john performed candle in the wind in 97 mm. shortly after she had passed and madonna uh. made a very poignant speech about the paparazzi, paparazzi. and yeah. it still is resonates today yeah. which is and- very interesting because george clooney was one of those people that really went to the mat and advocated for better like laws and mm-hmm. policy about the paparazzi and just having some sort of control about how they did things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> who were the big winners? Jamiroquai made of virtual insanity. Get that treadmill going, y'all. <laughs> do, do, the do. spinning room. Yeah. <laughs> virtual insanity did win video of the year. It also won breakthrough video, best cinematography, best special effects. And one thing that I have to mention is just like, that video was cool and deserved mm-hmm. it, but there are just so many other videos sometimes that win video of the year because the song itself is just so iconic, mm-hmm. but the video really was eh, okay. Mm-hmm. And that would always like piss me off watching these. Yeah. He, well, not he, the band was up against Beck for the new pollution. Jewel, you were meant for me. Nine Inch Nails, the perfect drug the perfect song love them no doubt don't speak in my chest when <laughs> now we have moved locations we're in los angeles ben stiller jackie's favoriteest person ever mm. another <laughs> snl alum i believe he was on snl i think, I think so. it might have been like a random year or so but I might be wrong, but yeah, I mean, I know he's hosted a bunch. Yeah. So he's hosting, he is in Los Angeles and this is when we get just an iconic Rose McGowan on the red carpet wearing nothing but a see-through dress, no bra and a thong, 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 thong. Yeah. Oh my God. Did we, when did the thong song come out and did that perform it? performing performance yeah. oh okay i got too excited <laughs> we, too quick we, we haven't missed cisco because i have some things to say about <laughs> maybe that was an inspiration for cisco Who maybe knows? that dress was crazy it, but it was and and going deeper into this look by rose mcgowan she had said later that it was right after she was sexually assaulted And so it was kind of her taking back her power and kind of, well, if this is what 
they want to use me for, I'll just put it all out there for the world to see type thing. And so she, she was going through some trauma responses with this outfit and I'm glad uh, that she has now spoken out about mm-hmm. her experience in the film industry and the types of things that go on behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of outfits that were surprising, we have Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston coming out together hand in hand, which was literally healed the world when this happened because there was like rumors that they didn't get along or that they mm-hmm. had issues. I mean, they're both divas and they're goats, but the two of them were like, look, we don't have any issues with each other mm-hmm. because they're always pitting, pitting women against each other in the industry. And sometimes people fall for it. I think, you know, when we get to the boys, my Brandy and Monica had talked about like what that was like for them. But my favorite thing is that they were so they did a really good job doing this. They came out in the same dresses and then they were like, well, and they would just pull pieces of it off. And then they had different dresses. And I was like, I love all of this. Yes. And you can tell generally like in that performance, the adoration they have for each other and the appreciation. We know that Whitney Houston's not afraid to speak her mind about people but also so is Mariah Carey yes we know that Mariah Carey is infamously known of who is she we don't know (laughs) she's had many famous interviews I don't know I don't know but in that moment we were like an inch closer to world peace yes moment a hundred percent but something else happens at this award show and I know you're a huge Spice Girls fan so tell us about it Jerry Hollowell uh, makes her first public appearance since she had left the Spice Girls. I, like many (laughs) young kids at this time, were very shooketh. I knew exactly where we were, what we were doing the moment that MTV, like, beep, 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 like, <laughs> had a news flash. And it was literally, like, breaking news. It, it For those of you who weren't there during that time, it, like, interrupted music videos and airwaves. Mm-hmm. And it took up, like, that day's worth of news. We cried. It was the day after my sister's birthday. So she was just having a birthday party. We we're having breakfast the morning after. And she was like, it's ruined. My entire <laughs> and so maybe that's why it was like such a moment that I will never forget because all of a sudden you had a bunch of girls that just were like jubilous after this great celebration and were bawling in the living room just watching the tv but this was is the the equivalent to this was like the first time that you see your ex in public and it like oh like it just kind of like tugs at your heartstrings for a little bit, but you're happy at the same time and you still get a little bit of butterflies. But at the end of the day, I'm glad that they still made it work and that they're all still fairly close with each other. Yeah, I I love them. What else? Other than Madonna, only Will Smith and Prodigy won multiple awards that night, winning two apiece. Garbage, God, I love them so much, yeah. received eight nominations for push it but didn't win anything oh i was very excited about master p featuring silk the shocker mystical 
and Mia X make them say, oh, na, 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 na. <laughs> they performed. And I was very excited about that. I remember Monica and Brandy performed together. The boys mime was everywhere. This was this was our Super Bowl. OK, this was a talent show song. I designate <laughs> certain songs as talent as being a performer many years in talent shows. I wasn't in this one, but this was a year where we had like multiple renditions of that one. <laughs> The Backstreet Boys performed. I don't know if this was their first performance. I think this might have been their debut performance. It, it was, they would performed have been... Everybody Backstreet's Back. Mm-hmm. Iconic as well. The mm-hmm. video. Oh, it, the video is fantastic. And same house that uh, that ghost movie was shot in. <laughs> With Devin Sawan, Christina Ricci, yes. and the president. <laughs> <laughs> the president <laughs> madonna was the most successful nominee and winner of the night she won six awards out of nine for ray of light including video of the year and best female video and one for frozen which out of all the songs on that i i remember that album was so iconic for me and i i loved frozen everybody else liked the other ones ray of light i hate i i hated that song after a while Ray of Light was the one where the clouds are moving very fast. Yes. And she's her. like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I remember seeing that video for the first time and I turned to my sister and she made me feel so fucking stupid, but it was so funny. <laughs> so I was like, what if the sky actually moved like that? Like, is that real? Can that really happen? She's like, no, Simone, that, that, that can't happen. That's <laughs> That's a video that's sped up because I really thought I was like, wow, Madonna shot on a day where the <laughs> wind was going so <laughs> going so fast. And she was like, you fool. <laughs> I just I just remember like the video itself, though, was really cool, you know, yes. the special effects and it. It was like after she did that video, I feel like everyone was doing that kind of scaling and mm-hmm. special yeah. effects so I do give her that and this album was like the first time that I said to myself that like after this every time one of my favorite pop stars or singers got pregnant I knew that that album that they made after having the baby was going to be a fucking banger mm-hmm. because this album was so different than anything else Madonna had done and I think this is when after Lourdes had been born and like it was just coming out of her so I was like Gwen baby when you have a kid I'm so excited and she did not disappoint Beyonce (laughs) did not disappoint every time they pop out a baby we're getting killer albums Adele killer albums yes everybody (laughs) needs to get pregnant let me see them albums okay (laughs) so the other nominees for best music video were brandy and monica the boy is mine puff daddy featuring the is it lox or locks (laughs) it's in capitals it is a valid question it's the locks it's the locks never heard of them (laughs) I can't. <laughs> Lil Kim, Notorious B.A.G., and Fuzz Bubble. It's all about <laughs> Benjamins. Yo, um, the remix on the All About the Benjamins when they did the rock version. I always love that one. <laughs> <laughs> wanna wanna rumble with the beat, huh? 
put a hex <laughs> on your whole family. <laughs> Will Smith getting jiggy with it and the Verve Bittersweet Symphony. Before we move on, I would like to bring it back to the Boys Mine mm-hmm. performance. <laughs> according to Ooh, yes, um, the Dallas Austin, that's his name, right? Yes, who is Chili's baby daddy and a prolific producer. Yes. He produced all of, like, I think fan mail or most of TLC stuff. Apparently, according to Dallas Austin, Monica decked Brandy mm-hmm. right as, as they were going should. on stage to perform The Boy's yep. Mine at the VMAs. And when they recorded the song, they were never together. They recorded their parts separately and then it was edited together. And so very much beef with Brandy and Monica. So what happened was that like, and they both talked about this. They didn't have issues with each other per se, but they constantly were compared with each other. Mm -hmm. And people from different camps, each side were whispering in each other's ears, starting shit that, didn't exist I, and they're they're both very different personalities they're they have both very different upbringings and backgrounds you know monica is from atlanta and she don't fucking play okay like that her decking her there was a reason i think brandy was with the mouth mm-hmm and Monica was with the hands. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You have to, as you're surviving in this world, you have to know the difference. You have to know what your skills are. If you have a mouth, do you know when to kind of like cut it off before some identifying someone who you said something wrong to that has the hands and does mm-hmm. not use the mouth? Or do you have both to back it up? Like you need to identify that. Brandy did not identify that who she was messing with and that Monica was like, I don't give a fuck if we were at the VMAs, watch your mouth. And Brandy did not. Did not. (laughs) Both professionals to be able to both perform together shortly after that event. (laughs) Maybe they just added a little something extra to the song that was essentially an argument yeah (laughs) right but I did love that during the pandemic these two came together and did a versus and they were just very kind to each other you could tell they have mutual respect and love they might not be best friends and that's okay and Monica's still about that life and about them hands don't fuck with Monica (laughs) (laughs) that is what i took from this whole thing the boy was hers okay tell us about 1999 danielle chris rock again new york city there's a lot happening i i want to say this year 99 was a messy year it was a it was it's i think it's the one that really like sticks in my head yes the beastie boys they won or I, I think they won an award and group member Ad-Rock addressed the instances of rape and sexual assault that occurred in the crowd at the 1999 Woodstock concert. If you don't know about that, 
the white people were white peopling in that. I'm just gonna say that. It this was, is uh, a documentary and moment in history, and I need my fidgets with this, like talking about <laughs> something like this, because this is truly a time where who, what, when, where, how, and why this was able to be put on as a production. Yeah. And why these people also thought that Fred Durst of all people could be held responsible. Right. To be like a ringleader. If you don't know, truly, there are two really great documentaries that talk about Woodstock 99 that just is a whole myriad of just awfulness when you watch it. It's just one of those things where it truly, it's part of the name of the documentary, the the train wreck, right? It's like this train wreck that you can't look away from. But I'm glad that this is a great example of celebrities using a platform to be able to address social issues in a way that they know that people are listening and that as the the uh, the essays that came from that night were so swept under the rug and mm-hmm. when people think about Woodstock 99 they think about the trash the fire the, the Metallica <laughs> the, the- <laughs> The poop water that people people were drinking, you know, all of the other things. But unfortunately, this other aspect that was happening that could have been prevented, but so many, so many people that were responsible that night that just were not qualified to be responsible for that night. Right. Um, And, and it's just overall the culture that I, the thought process, you know, I think for a lot of women going to concerts at that time, especially like you talk about Warped Tour, you talk about like these rock concerts that you women were wanting to rock out just like their male counterparts, but just it not being safe. Mm. People talk about it endlessly about the the mosh pits and just how dangerous it was, not Mm. just from sexual assault, but just like physical assault. It just the culture of it, especially around this time period was Mm -hmm. horrific. And, you know, that's not to say the Beastie Boys are not a contributor to this, the misogyny, to the the misogyny, but to the culture itself. And they have talked about this, that, Mm -hmm. you know, once they started getting older, and then they started to be, you know, get married and have kids, they started to like, see things. And this is one of the it first instances that we're really seeing that they they've shifted because if you mm-hmm. look at early in their career they were the worst as well so it was nice to see them take accountability and kind of and and they talk about that they didn't just say like oh we're feminists now and care and just kind of brush their past under the rug they talk about there's many interviews where they talk about like hey we were pieces of shit too and we had to mm-hmm. take a look at what what we've contributed to this so this was a very important moment. And they went on, he went on to say he pleaded to the other musicians in the room to make an, a charge in the way that they treat fans at concerts to pledge to talk with promoters and security to ensure the safety of all the girls and the women who come to, to their shows. Mm-hmm. And it, which, what's sad is like fast forward to now and we're still seeing just some combativeness and some uh, safety issues when it comes to these concert mm-hmm. venues, to what's happening in the crowds, the Travis Scott situation, that tragedy, you know, and the conversation of like how much responsibility do these artists have 
in these scenarios. And now we're seeing a whole other culture where people are literally throwing things and trying to injure the oh, people that they God, paid to artists. see. And yeah, yeah, which is crazy. So yeah, I mean, I'm sure we could deep dive into that a whole nother <laughs> time. But <laughs> my favorite moment at this <laughs> show was Lil Kim and her titty out. <laughs> and Diana Ross being Diana Ross, the auntie, the elder coming out. And she did, like, I could so see, like, my grandma or my mother doing this shit. Like, if I was out and I had my titty with a, 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 pasty, on. a pasty on and making it an outfit, I could so see them just going, cupping it and just going, oh, okay, so we got this <laughs> And that's exactly what she did. And Mary J. Blige in the midst of this what mary j has a few moments there's another moment i'm going to talk about her later but she's just like laughing because her and lil kim are like you know besties Mm -hmm. and this whole thing is just hilarious they went up there to present the best hip-hop award and it's an iconic moment lil kim has always pushed the boundaries of fashion especially in the rap game and you can't knock her contribution to where we are now like Mm -hmm. she's the blueprint I don't care Mm -hmm. what anyone says she started it the the wig the colored wigs the 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 fits she was the one who did that everyone else doing that now give that woman her props Uh, that YouTube channel that I mentioned earlier Hugo Mm -hmm. Henderson he lives for mary j blige's reactions and so every time something happens and she's in frame he like zooms in on her (laughs) and it's just wonderful because she does not hide her face (laughs) (laughs) simone who else did debuted at this show hit me baby one more time britney spears (laughs) and just in general when someone says mtv music video awards for me Mm -hmm. she's the first thing that comes to my mind whether it's this performance the the next one that we'll talk about the following year and then the year after like three years in a row four years in a row No, because she did the other one where Where's the one where she was wearing the black like bikini thing? That's, that's another one. I know it's out of our range, yeah. but that's another oh, moment. Yeah. I yes. think it was like 2007 or something. Yeah. Oh, with her comeback. Yeah. 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 The, it just, she was someone, these are the ones that I really start to remember. I would say 97 was kind of my first like real concrete memory of watching, like sitting down and committing to watching the award show show but mostly for the Spice Girls of it all but when Britney entered the game this is someone who I just associate with iconic moments of the award show yeah and this was so cool that she performed and then kind of recreated but put a spin on her video for Mm -hmm. Hey Baby and then NSYNC comes out afterwards and it's like their (sighs) debut as well yeah tearing up my heart and let me tell you I had I think I had more of a love for NSYNC because I loved that Disney show that they were on together Mm -hmm. and I watched it religiously so when they came out and I was like oh my god that's JC that's Justin oh my god I remember blah blah and then I was like then there's Brittany 
I fucking lost my mind and Christina. And so when they came out, I was just like, it felt almost like I was friends with them. Like I knew them, you know, like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I know before this. So it just, I was happy for their success. I wanted them to do well. I was on the train with them because of that. And then they just obviously made quality music and entertained the hell out of me. But watching that, especially that performance, I was like, those are my people. I know them. Mom, <laughs> mom, remember that show? I know yeah. them. This is, it's also significant that Tupac's mom and Biggie's mm-hmm. mom come together. This is the first time that they've, they're meeting. They come together at the ceremony and kind of talk about their sons but this was also a healing moment because in the in the hip-hop community things had gotten so violent because of this I want to say it it was created Mm -hmm. this this beef that was created that wasn't organic that got a lot of people caught up and killed yeah, I, they, they the East to, Coast, West Coast feud. Yeah, they were able to come together and just kind of say like, look, we need to stop this shit already. You know, we've already lost two of the best of our, the, the goats. Mm-hmm. We do not need to do this shit anymore. So like ha- seeing those mothers come together in the community, I think was just really important. Yeah. Ricky Martin and Korn were the most nominated artists of the night. Which... Can we just acknowledge the complete polar opposites that those two <laughs> artists, the, the spectrum there. Again, my poor mother, my sister and I got really into like corn, limp biscuit and slipknot. And when I say my sister and I, it's really my sister and I'm the impressionable younger one. So she liked it. I liked it too. So... 10 year old me 12 13 year old Leah are just running around the house like freak on the leash and my mom's like where did I go wrong <laughs> but it at was... the same time we're also like I want that like you know it, it has was to be a balance this, there was balance to the force in the house <laughs> I do love this time period because there is range in mm. the selection of music. Like people weren't all or nothing. Like so people had their groups, but like I could, I knew there were some goth kids listening to Backstreet Boys. Mm. They didn't want to admit it, but they did. Um, you can only be so emo. Right, right. <laughs> but I was very excited for like Ricky Martin's performance at this show, Live in La Vida Loca. Like he was killing it. And yeah. he's another person that I was like, mom, I know him because we, sh- he was on a soap opera that my mother used to watch then. Mm-hmm. So I was like, and he was in Menudo, which growing up, I, my babysitter, my abuela, that's what I used to call her. She was Puerto Rican and her granddaughters were obsessed with Menudo. So like I knew all of those songs and stuff when I was very little because of them so I knew of Ricky Martin for a long time and I was like he is boy now <laughs> so that his performance was really exciting and you could see in the crowd like his energy everything everybody was living La Vida Loca it was great <laughs> so see one best group video for no scrubs and they uh, received a standing ovation from the audience 
Was this before or after Left Eye's passing? Before, because okay. this, when when you want to talk about really awesome performances, as much as I love the crazy, sexy, cool one, I love this one because they did no scrubs and then they brought it back to Atlanta with no more booty in the pants. <laughs> Dance break. Love it. Love it. I used to like watch the VMAs over and over again, you know, because they would play it a lot after it would first air just so I could watch that dance break. And I think they did the dance break again at the BET Awards because I remember them wearing a silver outfit. And so when I was looking for clips to just kind of like get myself back into it, I couldn't find it at first. But then I realized, oh, they did it in the red outfits at the MTV Awards. So Damn, too much booty in the pants. Damn, too much booty in the pants. Dance, dance. Uh, for the second year in a row, the Backstreet Boys took the Viewer's Choice Award for I Want It That Way, a song mm-hmm. they had performed during the broadcast. And as they came up and accepted their award, a stranger came onto the stage and said, wake up at three. <laughs> <laughs> and like the group joked like, oh, he wants to be part of the group. <laughs> But he was later identified to be John Del Senor, who crashed the ceremony in a failed attempt to sell Viacom a show ID. <laughs> Lord, where was security? Lax. I think until we get to the Rage Against the Machine drummer incident, mm. security was just kind of like, okay, these are all celebrities. It's fine. Yeah. Mm. Before presenting the final award, a group of drag queens paid tribute to Madonna wearing her most iconic outfits. I do remember this Mm -hmm. with the medley of her hit songs. Madonna herself then appeared on stage and remarked, all I have to say is that it takes a real man to fill my shoes. He's so sassy, Madonna. She then introduced Paul Paul McCartney, who presented the video of the year. And he did a a Dina Menzel. What did it? A Delta Zim. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he said to some guy called lawrence hill now that was disrespectful oh, sir yeah it doesn't take much to read first and foremost he had to have known how big her fucking album was yeah so i side eye that he he's old white man he's oh. probably just sitting and just like yeah stella that that dress looks nice and just doing his own thing <laughs> um Also, I don't remember if this was after his wife passed. He might have been a little out of it. So we'll see. I was listening to Wings all day today. So (laughs) me and Paul. You were vibing? Yeah. (laughs) Other awards that Lauren, because she's, you know, racked up some awards. Best female video, best R&B video, best art direction. Who else she was up against was I Wanted That Way for Backstreet Boys, Corn Freak on a Leash. Ricky Martin, Livin' La Vida Loca, and Will Smith with, featuring Drew Hill and Cool Modi, Wawa West, which was the only redeeming qual- redeeming thing from that movie. Oh, now oh my God, yeah. <laughs> Wawa Wawa. Oh, yeah. That, that movie was a doozy. But I remember this, was this the year they also performed this one live? Yes, I think this so. This was a big performance. That was a really good performance. Yeah. Okay. If you have some hot takes and we miss things, you're mad at our takes, 
whatever <laughs> it may be, don't forget to check us out at No More Late Fees on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Threads, and let us know what you think. And you can also hit us up at our quick 909-601-6653, 909-601-NMLF. You can twat us at the Twitters, hem us at the threads, or leave a message on our Spotify for Podcasters account, and you could be featured on a future episode. Well, it's been a crazy ride just doing the 90s for the VMAs. I cannot wait to see what's in store for the 2000s. It's like batshit crazy, I'm sure. So buckle up. (laughs) Don't forget to come back and listen. Yeah. Oh, my. Can't wait. Get your silver, glittery, icy blue eyeshadow ready, everybody. (laughs) Yes. Your coordinated jean outfits. (laughs) (laughs) Get your banana boa constrictors out. (laughs) Because guess what? We're a slave for you. So make sure that you listen to the next episode. (laughs) And as always, be kind and rewind.